Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yes, indeed. It is the get right right here on your home of the World Series champion Texas Rangers and Dallas Cowboys 105.3 The Fan. I am Reginald Datatula. He is the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rolling with us on a Monday, President's Day in the Metroplex. And, man, we having a little bit of fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm already distracted. Daytona 500 mm-hmm. coming down to the final moments, and it is living up to the Daytona 500 moniker. Uh, another accident as they were coming up on the final lap they're in caution and we're gonna get some uh we're gonna get some overtime laps it's it's a fun one there we'll keep up to date with what's happening you there be careful when you swap and paint yes you do yes you do we got you till 11 p.m here on the get right myself ca ross lebinski on the ones and twos thank you sir and you because you can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line that number is 877-881 1053 again 8778811053 you can also uh see our smiling faces get involved in the chat by going uh searching 1053 the fan on YouTube or going to twitch.tv/dallasfancam should be a fun evening uh hopefully you were able to have a little bit of fun yesterday as a all-star game happened in Indianapolis uh to cap off the all-star weekend Luka Doncic was involved uh, we mentioned Derek Lively being involved in the all-star mm-hmm. festivities on Friday, and apparently getting around uh, Indy interviewing folks during the rest of the weekend. That's what they said. But ultimately, the All-Star game uh, set a little bit of history in a way, and it sounded like this at the ending. This is cut two. I don't know if we watched basketball tonight, but it was an exhibition, and the Eastern Conference hit three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer, 42 of them as the East wins it, 2-11 to 186 there you go 211 to 186 east over the eastern conference all-stars over the western conference all-stars and ca what was your what was your general impression as we ask you know what were your what were the things that you liked and what were the things you disliked when it came to the all-star game and maybe all-star weekend in general okay so say that they set a record yeah they did in the 200 points uh they had 104 at halftime i believe and i think that they were on their way uh, Dame Lillard, he was asked after the game. He was the MVP, by the way, because he had all these threes. I mean, he was raining threes. He, he, by the way, became the first uh, MVP of the All-Star game that won one of the skill competitions. Uh, the, excuse me, the three-point shootout, the first one that ever did a three-point shootout and the MVP of the All-Star game. Jordan was the only other uh, skills participant with the slam dunk championship to win the MVP of the All-Star game. But Dame was saying the best. He said, you know, we, we knew in the fourth quarter well, the record was how many points? Well, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. And again, I watched this thing on the Altcast 
Yes. I listened and watched Draymond Green and Charles Barkley cutting up. That was hilarious to me. That was like listening to a podcast while the game was going on. So I wasn't bored because they were talking about everything in the sun, in the NBA, cracking jokes, had Mike Epps drop in, Spike Lee dropped in. They're talking about everything in the NBA, individual players, everything but the game except every now and then there was a highlight. So and put it like this, I watched it differently. It's like watching the Manning Cast during Monday Night Football. So it was differently, and I was entertained. As for the game itself, eh, Adam Silver said the best. Uh, as he gave the trophy to Dame Lilly, he said, well, you guys scored the most points. Yeah. And he didn't he, even say, you won the game. Yeah, he was like, congratulations. Um, Your team won the most points. You mentioned the Altcast. Uh, this was a new uh, thing that TNT did, Turner Sports, that obviously is one of the broadcast partners of the NBA. Uh, like you mentioned, this is like this is something that we're seeing in a lot of sports. Uh, I know ESPN had done some th- similar things with like college football championship mm-hmm. games, yeah. but they really got into this place where it feels like everybody's seeing the success of the Manning Cast and they want to do some level of trying to catch some of that wave. And TNT, it sounded a little bit like this with some of the fun between Charles Barkley and Draymond Green. It's been great working with y'all. Right. Two legends. Thank I y'all. It, brother. I Taylor, appreciate it. I always watch you from a distance. It's been a pleasure to work with you. Dre, you're a hell of a player. Good luck in the play-in. Don't wow. let him do this. Is, this is you're not doing my friend like that. <laughs> that is crazy right now. You are not acting like that. Here, Chuck, take my ring. <laughs> yeah. Take my ring because Chuck ain't got no ring. Yeah, they were firing shots back and forth. It was too funny. It's it's one of the things that I find found interesting about this weekend. It's not in, entirely, you know, isolated to this weekend. And this is maybe like a whole different discussion, but it's look, NBA media has a lot of fun and I think that that's a really good thing as you especially uh headlined by inside the NBA TNT. Y'all. You think about Shaq, you think about Charles Barkley, you think about Kenny Smith, and of course, Ernie Johnson ends up being the point guard for all of it. They have a lot of fun. Uh, around the sport. But one of the things that that is a little frustrating, and I think the NBA might have to do a little bit of uh, pondering on, over the course of the weekend, um, like when it comes to the actual sport, when it comes to the actual product that they're putting out, it feels like, unlike most other sports, these guys are at the pinnacle of the sport, and they talk largely negatively about the game and its modern iteration. Do you feel like that's the case? Because it does feel like they they more, more often than not have negative things to say about like the sport that they're covering as it's happening get off off my lawn stuff back in the day we used to and they don't do it like we used to i think that's some of it but i think even outside of just the back in my day is just like what they are seeing they talk more negative about the product that they are watching and i'm not here to say that they need to just like blindly just big up the sport Mm -hmm. but it feels like you are broadcast partners you understand the ways in which like you are helping to advance this and i think that that kind of adds to, like, the general negativity around the way that the sport is viewed. You know, if they were totally negative all the time, I think people would write more articles about it or they'd get more backlash. I think what happens is you actually hear them kind of speaking the truth, keeping it real. In other words, not just saying only positive things, unlike years past, maybe other traditional broadcasters. And because that is out there and they can do it in a clever way and laugh at themselves at the same time, they're making these heated points. And again, I don't think every single thing is a heated point where it's a negative, but it might stand out because traditionally more so you never heard that. Uh, I think that I that's, could be wrong, but that's just the way I think. Yeah, I think that that's one thing. And there is absolutely something to be said about the idea that, hey, man, this is unvarnished, right? Mm-hmm. This is not this is not going to be polished for your consumption in a way. 
But I do think that, hey, man, you you should at least, like, try to operate from a place of appreciating and enjoying the game. And sometimes I wonder if they're enjoying what it is they're watching. Um, and, I mean, again, one of the ways in which this shows itself is, and this will be cut seven here, uh, Ross, was Kenny Smith on and Reggie Miller. Oh, this is terrible. They were both on All-Star Saturday night. And Kenny Smith be annoying the hell out of me on these. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Like, this is me personally. I will speak for myself. I'm not speaking for Chris Arnold. I don't know what your perspective on this. We get a lot more Kenny Smith on Saturday, on the All-Star Saturday, than we do, like, during the year because mm-hmm. usually Chuck and Shaq are just talking too damn much. And sometimes I'm like, hey, maybe we should keep it to a little bit less Kenny Smith because Kenny Smith, uh, after probably what I think a lot of people viewed as the, the high point of the weekend, the highlight of which the whole was weekend. Steph Curry versus Sabrina Unescu yes. in a three-point contest in which both of them put up yes. hugely high scores yes. with great sharpshooting and maybe like the most widely appreciated and exciting um, event on the weekend, Kenny Smith caps it off with this. I, I, I think she should have shot from she should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. I still root for Sabrina. I still root for Sabrina. We all are rooting for Sabrina. No, this is not Sabrina. She should have shot from the three-point line that the women shoot from. Why are you putting those boundaries on her? That's not a boundary. She That's what the game is. She wanted to shoot. They have a smaller ball, don't they? She shot a WNBA ball. WNBA ball is smaller. She shot with the WNBA ball. Yeah, but she, she should have shot from the line. In, in there's the a women's team. tee in golf and there's a men's tee for a reason. No. She a shooter shoot. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, but they shoot from where they shoot from. No. Thank you. No, no, no. Sabrina, good, good job, job, Sabrina. No, but, but don't let any man put boundaries on you like Kenny. Uh, but then give him a regular ball then. Don't let give him any the same man put boundaries on you. Give him a regular ball then. It's not fair. Reggie was right. Kenny was wrong. And there, Andrew Marchand, the New York Post, wrote a big article about it. Mm. And he broke it down. He said, Kenny... Shut up. Let the moment breathe. You missed the moment. That's a story. Or that's an argument or debate. He said, whether you like Sabrina or not, that's for another time. You're trying to ruin a moment that was a special moment. Yeah. I I, what, I didn't even understand his point here because she she put up her, her point total after the three-point contest was 26. That would have got her in the men's competition. Right. She would, she was competing with the she best would, shooters she in been the, out there with Dame and Trey Young. Right. I didn't understand what his point ultimately was, and all it came across as was Hayden. Yep. And that's that's the and portion I'm glad, of it. I'm glad Reggie called him out. Right. And so I definitely appreciate Reggie Miller in that moment. But it's just, I think for me, and of course, this is all besides like the ultimate all-star game point. I think it's a larger NBA point where that they need to look at. But it, I think there's a lot of times where your analysts come across as Hayden. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, man, either I don't even again, I don't want it to seem like, hey, man, you have to change the way that you view it. But at least like have a have a perspective where you're trying to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. It feels like they have a perspective where they're starting out from a place of negativity. That's the way that I, I've, I've perceived it. But anyways, I guess if we want to continue in the negativity, right, like the all star game in and of itself, the game itself. How did you receive it? Because, it, I mean, look, by and large, we have come to an annual tradition of. People will watch the All-Star game, and maybe not everybody, because a lot of people have just been like, I'm out on this. But there's a lot of people that watch the All-Star game like as a hate watch and talk about how boring it is and how there's not competition. And they are not wrong in that regard. You do not see guys putting up avid defense. You got guys maybe doing like pseudo defense. Like you see Steph getting a mm-hmm. block mm-hmm. Um, in there in one instance if and things like watch, that. They should do other things because there's nothing to like about it if you're not going to like it in the first place. Again, I didn't like that game at all. The only reason I loved it 
was because I was listening to Charles Barkley and Draymond Green talk about everything else. And I was like, oh, look at that highlight, because they would replay something that was a big moment. Yeah. At the same time, you know, I've covered 21 of them. I was MC for one of them, right? So I've seen better moments. I've seen better games. And it's not what it used to be. It used to be the premier uh, the premier all-star event in sports. In other words, it, it passed the Midsummer Classic for a little while. Not to say that baseball sucked, but at one point the Midsummer Classic wasn't about anything or else they would. In fact, a lot of them guys were skipping it. So they came up with this idea of, well, you know what? Maybe if home field advantage was on the line, these guys would show up. So baseball purists, you didn't have always the best all-star game. You got it right now. But at the same time, Pro Bowl, I've been to all these things. All Baseball, Midsummer Classic, the Pro Bowl, sure. the NBA All-Star game, the uh, NHL. I can just say it it had it was it was far and away better. Mm-hmm. And today's athletes and Luca put it best. Brad Towns has an article where he interviewed Luca. Yeah. And because you know, Luca, he never really plays. He's just out there and he, you know, I think this game last night he had seven point seven assists, seven rebounds. That was it. He missed a dunk, he made a dunk, he missed a layup, he made a layup. And and he was just out there having fun with Jokic. And nobody expected more. I didn't expect more. I was like, Luca's not going to try to win the MVP of this game. He's not going to do anything to make people want him to be the regular season MVP. Luca's just out there because Draymond Green actually said it. Draymond said, Luca's out here because he's, I'm here so I won't get fined. I mean, he, just, he quoted uh, Marshawn Lynch. What the deal is with Luca, he said it best. He said, if they're not going to play real defense, and I'm paraphrasing, so it's Brad Townsend. If, I'm not, if they're not going to play any defense, why should I try hard to play offense? Yeah, I, it's funny because I did, and uh, this isn't everybody, right? So I, right. I don't want to paint this as, I saw some folks that were saying like, well, you know, some people aren't trying hard enough. And then you see someone like Giannis, and Giannis is out there like thunderous dunks when he can. And like, and, oh, you're trying too hard. And Car- Anthony yeah. Towns is trying way too hard to score selfishly 50 points. Right, right. And I'm just like, all right, where's the yeah, needle to be thread here? But I, I think that a lot of people harped in on Anthony Edwards, who is the all-star from mm-hmm. the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, 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 you know, a rising star in this league. Yep. And honestly, you know, one of the most competitive guys in this league, I remember in his rookie year, he did an interview with, the, I think, like a local TV station or something, where he was like, I could do anything. You just name it, I'll do it. Ping pong, tent, cooking, swimming, it don't matter. I don't care if I've done it before. I'll be like, that is the level That's of competitive, competitive that he is. And so I think a lot of people were shocked when he gave this quote during the weekend. Quote, for me, it's an all-star game. So I don't think I, don't think I will ever look at it as being super competitive. It's always fun. But I don't know what they can do to make it more competitive. It's a break, so I don't think nobody wants to come out here and compete, close quote. Which is amazing because we are seeing the NBA, and honestly, a lot of people outside of it, like constantly trying to find, all right, well, then how do we fix the game? And here's one of the people competing in it telling you, I don't think, like, I don't think it's fixable. There's not anything there's outside no that you can, can make do this it. fixable. You make competitive. The only thing that made it more competitive back in the day, and I think I said this to, to you last week. On this show, back then in the 80s and 90s, mid-90s, Isaiah Thomas was point guard for the East and Magic Johnson was point guard for the West, and they orchestrated it. It was like the Harlem Globetrotters. They highlighted other guys' skill sets, and you you saw a show. And without those two guys orchestrating it, you can't reproduce that. And then today's athletes, they are so really, really good. I mean, really, really, really good. It's it's hard. How do I explain this? 
it's hard for them to give their total effort without hurting somebody. If the other one is not trying hard, it's like you don't know who's trying hard. And you're not going to try hard, that hard, in an all-star game. Again, Luca's out there, and I'm not, I'm not saying he doesn't care. He said it best. He said, you know what? I was around all these guys in the locker room. This is just an amazing feeling just to be around all these guys. And these are your teammates. But the game itself, that doesn't translate to the fan. I mean, there's, what can you do? There's nothing you can really do. And because it's so, you know, sponsored, corporate sponsored, yeah. it's like, what do you do? I don't know that there is something, and this is where I, I, I as a person who have large, I'm, a, I'm a hoop fan. Mm-hmm. I have largely been, you know, fairly. I've appreciated the All Star Game for what it is. I'm not going to try and say I was out here trying to tell people that it is what it isn't, right? But for me, the place where it's gotten to is I stop and I realize like Hoopers hoop, and you could see these guys being competitive in a lot of places. And I'm not just talking about in games. Mm-hmm. You can see them going to the Drew mm-hmm. League and playing competitive games. You can see them getting together at their local Equinox in the offseason and being competitive. This is right? funny you say that because I, it was either Kenny Smith or Reggie Miller after the game was saying the same damn thing. He said, that's how you save it. You treat it like you do a summer league game because you see what they do in the summer league. They play defense because you don't want to get embarrassed out there. That you're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to do something to put your career in danger. But guess what you will do in the Drew League? You'll put on a show. And that's the thing that I've been pondering on is like what ends up being the difference between the All-Star game. And I can't tell you that I have a definitive answer. But one of the things that I wondered about is like does this now fit into like the larger kind of shape of like employment, I guess. And let me know if I'm reaching because I might be. I understand this, right? Uh, in America, where I feel like a lot of people where they work are like, look, man, I'll do the things that I have to do. But the things that feel like extra, I'm not really going up for that. Like, I, it, it does not feel like that's necessarily a part of what my job is. So I'm not doing all that extra stuff. Now, obviously, the money is different here. Don't get me wrong. I understand. Like when it comes to NBA player. But I do wonder if they look around and they go like this All-Star game. It's not a part of my duty. Like this is other duties as assigned. And am I going to then put in effort? And I know that stinks for a fan because on the outside, we have been told the all-star game, all these things, this is for you, the fan. So it feels like a direct dismissal of me, the person who was watching this, right? But at the same time, I do wonder how much of that is like, yeah, I'm just, it's just not going to be a thing that I go ultra hard for in the middle of a season. Okay, for. put it like this. I don't know how to fix it. Here, here's here's a possible everything's just a theoretical, of course. But everybody's saying, well, maybe you pay him better, you know. If, talking about the dunk contest let's talk about the all-star game itself yeah it's not even about the paying better I and mean, they at one point they were saying the winner's money goes to charity or whatever for sure. your favorite charity yeah and that's fine too how about these guys get extra millions not for winning the mvp because that's selfish you would never see the ball carl anthony towns would show up every time trying to get 50 but how about on plus minuses the the guys who the top 10 plus minuses because that's this, this statistically had a great impact on the game you get millions these 10, doesn't matter whether you win or lose, these 10 plus minuses, I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. I don't know. I, I just, I think that, yeah, I agree with at least the very, the, the point that it feels like the only way you're going to get them to do it is incentivizing him. That's and the only way. Like, yeah, the, we can't pretend like they're not operating from a place that's logical, though. Correct. Right? I understand that it don't feel good. And that's worth, that's worth something, mm-hmm. even if it's not logical. But they're operating from a place that's logical, which is like, I don't have incentive to go and do this thing that you want me to do. And so if you really want them to do it, ultimately it feels like you're going to have to incentivize them, 
which again, it stinks for the fan because it's like, don't you already make enough? And the answer might just be in this particular instance in order to do that, no. That sucks, but that it is what it is in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's some of the all-star game stuff. I don't know. Maybe we dip back into that uh, as the evening goes along here on the Get Right, right sure. here on 105.3 The Fan. We got you till 11. As mentioned, and you can always get involved with the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. But coming up next, Michael Parsons. Over the weekend, he was in the Celebrity All-Star Game, won him an MVP. Um, Another person who was involved in the Celebrity All-Star Game was Stephen A. Smith, who had Michael Parsons on the Stephen A. Smith Show. Mike had some interesting things to say. We'll break some of those down next on the Get Right on 105 Through the Fan. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Got Ross Lubinsky on the ones and twos. And you rolling with us on this evening in the Metro. Let me stop down for a minute. Yes, sir. Special shout out to a Tolo from the 214. It's Renee. It's our girl Renee. She's a longtime Tolo. Yes. She says, CA, if you get the opportunity, please give Langston University a shout out for being back-to-back SAC champions. Congrats, Langston. Shout out, Langston, you. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, in just North Oklahoma City. Please always, always uh, get involved with the program. We love reaching back out to you guys, especially when you hit us up on the truckwreck.com text Can line. I give a local shout-out real quick? Please. Another local, this, we, we're live and local okay, right okay, now, okay, baby. Okay. Everybody remember it. the Super Bowl was just eight days ago. It seemed like it was longer than that, but it was just eight days ago. Halftime, you had Usher. I already mentioned the Kappas were on the stage with Usher and the Canes, <laughs> and there's two Kappas back there, and all the Kappa Twitter went crazy. It turns out one of the Kappas, DJ, Went over at the University of Memphis, but he grew up here in Dallas-Fort Worth. He went to Danny Jones Middle School in Mansfield, where his mom was the secretary. And oh. guess what? That middle school, Danny Jones Middle School, is the same middle school that Selena Gomez went to. Oh! Yes. And guess lying. what? My son was there for the eighth grade. That's okay. It. Before so- we went to Lake, Lake Ridge, Mansfield Lake Ridge, he was at Danny Jones for a minute. So, DJ, shout out to you for doing halftime with Usher. Local. That's that's dope. Hey, man, shout out to all the DFW, or as we realized last weekend, Metroplex <laughs> folks <laughs> that are out, yeah. out there doing big things, including, mm-hmm. uh, you said uh, Usher Dallas born, right? Yeah, DJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Usher, by the way, is a Parkland baby. There you go. Usher is born in Dallas. He's a Parkland baby. Great, great things start here, don't they? Mm-hmm. There Sometimes. you go. Um, another great thing that has been happening, at least when we come when it comes to like showing out, I know mm-hmm. that it hasn't shown up in um, you know, playoff success, but that is what it is. Michael Parsons, who is a incredible defensive player, hybrid linebacker, defensive end, whatever you want to call him. I'm not trying to give him that basketball argument. MVP of the All Star. Hey, let's talk about it. Michael Parsons was out here hooping. He was ball hogging, but he was also hooping. Yeah, 37.16 rebounds, and he got the MVP Friday night. Yes, he did. And I, I don't know when exactly this was recorded. It had to be recorded before Friday night. It might have been Friday morning mm-hmm. because we knew about the uh, the circumstance during the course of the Stephen A. Smith show, his podcast that he does outside of ESPN. Uh, we knew about the idea that, uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith got crossed over by Michael Parsons. At least Micah says it. He says that he just had slick shoes. He went down, whatever. But during the course of their podcast, they actually don't talk about the game itself as as if it's you know it's to be coming. So we no, do know that I, I believe Friday, Michael Parsons recorded a podcast with Stephen A. Smith. It's like forty five minutes, real interesting listen. And Michael Parsons gave some really interesting quotes during the course of it. Let's play some of that audio and react to it. And let's start here. Um, and this is this is going to be cut nine here because a lot of people reacted to Demarcus Lawrence when he was on first take. 
and his assessment of why the Cowboys looked flat or did not mm-hmm. produce well against the Packers. He was like, you know, burnt out and uh, people did not want to hear that. Did Micah want to hear that as Micah responded to Tank's comments? Don't get me wrong. Yes, I agree that teams play us like the Super Bowl. We are the Dallas Cowboys. But in the end, that's not a good enough reason or excuse to say that publicly. If you said it to someone else, you know what I'm saying? One-on-one, you know what I'm saying? Cameras off, sure, be my guest. But what I feel like, once that regular season ends and they get in the playoff, you're supposed to get rejuvenated. Like, this is a whole new me, whole new you. Like, we need to get ready. And that's part of that culture stuff where I was talking about where I where I want to dive into the players that we got to change. Like, it, it, it should never – you should never go into a game like, I'm tired, like, I'm ready, like, I'm ready to go home. Cause that's exactly what's gonna happen, and it did happen. I'm coming to the game every week, like, man, I got four more weeks left. I don't know what y'all got, but I got four more weeks left. Like, that's part of the culture and identity that I just feel like we're missing. Like, that I would like. That's just something like I don't agree with at all. Like, regular season, all right, yeah, I'm tired, like I'm wore out. But as soon as playoffs hit, knowing how limited and how hard it is to win in playoff game, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would never say I'm tired or I. I feel fatigued because that's my job to not feel that way. Man, don't let me start. I don't yeah. disagree with what he's saying, but at the same time, I've been having a problem, Micah, this offseason mm. because everything he's talking about should be only in the locker room. And he even mentioned what Tank said yeah. maybe should have been only in the locker room. Well, what you're saying should only be in the locker room. The reason I say this is, as he mentioned before, Every team tries to play the Cowboys like they're playing their own personal Super Bowl. Sure. I I talk about the affluenza. There are several players on that team who want to win, know how to win, try hard to win. But there's others who aren't as good. Well, guess what? When people make comments, I'm talking about in the team, on the team, around the team, those guys can't handle it the same damn way. You put an extra pressure on them even though you maybe can handle it. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a team thing. That's why what goes in the locker room stays in the locker room. I, it just drives me crazy. It, what kills me with Micah, he even had Jordan Love on his podcast. Jordan Love, who just beat your ass two weeks ago. I'm like, wait a minute. I know that's your boy, but not now. Time and place, dog, please. Because, again, the fans don't understand or they don't hear the whole context of it all. And your teammates have they're the, they're the ones the collateral damage. They get the blowback because they weren't there. And they're going to get people coming up to them saying, what's up with you and Tank? I mean, what's up with Mike and Tank? Tell me yeah. what's really going on. Yeah. They ain't got time for that. You might have time for it, but backup guy, other guy contributing that's not a superstar, ain't got time for that. And they can't handle it the same way you can. The thing that got Don't me. let me get started. Oh, man, I see it. It's, it's coming out of you. There's a lot of fire there. Because that's the affluenza part. But you know what kind of frustrated me? And maybe this is just. Uh, maybe I'm just reading too deep into this. And, of course, I actually watched the podcast, so I tried to get a little bit of an a, a appreciation of what the physicality of the response was. It felt like lip service in a way. I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard. Like, it felt like, oh, That's I know Bart Scott said. I know people didn't like that response that Tank gave, so here I am. Trying to make sure that people know. Yeah, no, I don't think that that's the way. I think that if it's the playoffs, we got to go and we just got to find that energy. And I'm like, really? We just going to find some energy? Like, I do I do think that, that that was in some ways lip service. But I think you're right, right? Like, the idea that uh, – and to be fair, he was asked about this, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm not trying to say, like, he came out and decided – 
But you, if you're going to talk about keeping this in-house, there's ways well, to keep, keep it in this in-house for sure. And so, I don't know. that that I found that to be a little, I don't know, interesting. Another clip that I honestly, apologies, Ross, I forgot to ask you to get this, but I found this to be super interesting. Someone on the tr- truckwreck.com text line mentioned this. Um, I believe it's the 682. There was a point in which, um, you know, Michael Parsons were regaling us of like a story where Jerry Jones, you know, got them or, you know, Super at the Bowl Super Bowl. Seats. He had Super Bowl tickets for mm-hmm. Micah and some of his homeboys. And he went, he sat in the in the suite with Jerry and he said that he was talking to Jerry about, you know, the, the, the kind of culture that they want to build there and the, maybe some of the players that he would like to play with. And C.A., as I was listening to him say this, I was like, is Micah going to be the next Michael Irvin? It, like, is he going to, and not, maybe not in every sense of the word, but like, you know what Michael, Irv, Michael Irvin means yeah, to Jerry Jones? All, yeah, of course. He's, he's, Jerry's already said he's his favorite Cowboy player of all time. And it's his like almost cheap confidant. Yeah, to this day. Yeah. He's not. And let me explain part of this. I know how Jerry is. I've been knowing Jerry a long time. When Jerry invited him up to his Super Bowl suite in mm-hmm. Las Vegas and he's talking to, to, to Micah. Jerry has nothing. First of all, he really likes Micah. Don't get me wrong. It's not disingenuous. He he really liked him. He hooked him up and brought him on up there. And he said, by the way, what are the, because Jerry likes to pride himself as being a very good listener. So he's taking mm. the information that Mike is telling him and he's saying, okay, yeah. I, okay. I'm going to bring that up to who the powers that be, you know, the, the, the Will McClays, the, the, the coach McCarthy's, the coach Mike Zimmers, but also Jerry's also trying his best to make sure when negotiation times come mm. that it makes it hard on Micah to just say, ah, it's not, that's, too, that's not enough money. You follow him going? Okay. In other words, he did that with Dez. He did that with Michael Irvin. There's certain play. I'm saying as far as, you know, confiding in them to, to various degrees. He doesn't lose by that. And the players feel like, wow, I can talk to Jerry. Well, guess what, Micah? You cannot go around Mike Zimmer to get to Jerry, even though you think you have a budding relationship. Mike Zimmer's been knowing Jerry since the last Super Bowl ring. And, and Jerry Jones respects the hell out of Mike Zimmer. Yeah. You just got here. So even though, you know, on the outside looking at, wow, he said they're talking to Micah. I'm like, I know, I know he's talking to Micah, but Jerry also likes players. And he also says it, Jerry makes it hard at the negotiation table for a player that who likes him. You don't want all the money, do you, Micah? See, that, that's what Jerry would do. Mm, I, and by okay. the way, Dez had the best answer for, for Jerry when Jerry went tried that stuff with, with Dez and yes. Dez was holding out. Dez told Jerry, he said, I'm paraphrasing. He said, Jerry, how would you like for, he said, me negotiating with you outside of my agent? He said, that would be like you trying to run routes against, that would be like you trying to cover me on routes. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to happen. Right. So I, I'll be a fool to try to negotiate with you. Because Jerry's the best negotiator. So imagine Micah and his agent, who always gets the most money. Deshaun Watson was his other client. Jerry ain't got nothing to lose by sitting down and saying, Micah, here's four tickets to the Now tell me what you think about the team. And by the way, take about $50 million less. <laughs> okay. No, I, I appreciate that. You got to something that I was thinking on, especially because ju- this offseason and this year, we saw a lot with David Tepper. And one of the reasons why that coaching staff did not succeed under Frank Reich is that very early it was evident that other coaches and people would go around the yeah. normal hierarchy to go and talk to the manager That's to what the owner. Chan Gailey when they went right around Chan straight to Jerry. And when you have that kind of, for lack of a better word, backbiting, you have mm-hmm. kind of that like 
you know, nature of like being clandestine and kind of going around and being secretive. I don't think that fosters a good relationship. And then, you know, and again, this is the reason why I'm thinking about this. And then we have this. Michael Parsons talking about how he was talking directly to the owner about the ways in which he thinks the organization should run. It made me think, OK, are you getting into a place where this is someone that's and who rightfully you should, you know, value their opinion on how this team is built? Or are you continuing to maybe build an organizational culture where the hierarchy isn't respected? And so I appreciate the fact that you, CA, said you're not going to go around Mike Zimmer. And that's fair because Mike Zimmer has a very strong relationship with Jerry Jones. Yes, he does, which is why I think he was the perfect hire. I mean, you're going to see dividends. Uh, by the way, Micah loves the hire of Mike Dem- Zimmer. He mentioned that. He's out. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking for a fresh new start. Y- y'all know how I feel about DQ. He's my older brother, but I'm looking for a fresh What they are is across the board frustrated why they can't get over the hump in the playoffs. Well, part of it is, as Micah calls it, the culture, and I'm going to give you specifically what it is. It's called affluenza. Affluenza. It's called Jerry built a perfect world for you, and y'all rich kids can't handle it. Y'all have nothing to do with Michael Irvin, Emma Smith, Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach, Drew Pearson's Super Bowl rings. Y'all inherited it, and y'all don't know how to deal with it right now. Maybe Mike Zimmer can help you learn. And by the way, the other big news was mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson saying him and Jerry are so tight now, they are back to being real tight. After that Green Bay loss, he was on the phone with Jerry for over an hour. He said him and Jerry are good. I'm an official uh, – Unhired consultant with Jerry now, which and honestly, that's what you need this. Like when we talk about the Jimmy curse, that might be it more than anything is just getting Jimmy's in, input on yep. this organization. Yeah, Jimmy's too old to coach, but he ain't too old to input. Yeah, and so you got to hope that maybe some of that helps. There was a lot of interesting things we didn't even scratch the surface on Micah Parsons sitting down with Stephen A. Smith this weekend at All Star Weekend, NBA All Star Weekend uh, of all places. So, well, let me tell you something. You say scratch the surface. Maybe before the, the on the final thing, final call, yes, sir. Final call, we might have to play something. Like that. Maybe know. so. You never know. Keep listening to find out. That's right. Stick stick with us. It's the get right right here on 105 through the fan. We got you till 11 on this President's Day. Hope you're having mm-hmm. a wonderful one. Coming up next, we'll go around the NFL where a player has retired. And we'll get to a little bit more than that coming up next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatuli here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rolling with us on a President's Day in the evening. Woo-hoo. Also, Ross Levinsky on the ones and twos. Uh, we got you to 11 coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll ask you if Anthony Rendon's mentality bothers you. He gave a pretty interesting quote today that I think a lot of people in sports have had opinions on. I just really want to get people's uh, more opinions Tell people who Anthony Rendon is for those who are not blessed to know. Major League Baseball player, I think most recently I remember him playing with the was the Angels, but I'm probably forgetting a, a move already. Position? As a third base. And third he base made how much money? Uh, lots of it. And lots, that's why we're going to Lots and lots it. of money. That's exactly why you want to hear this. Honestly, show. if you've played with the Angels and like you signed a free agent deal, the answer is always you you made a lots and lots of money. Not Did you win anything? Absolutely not, but you made lots and lots he of money. You secured the bag. And, and you know what? I appreciate it. We'll talk more about that. Uh, at the top of the hour, but right now we need to go around the NFL, get you some news and notes here in the Get Right, right here on 105 Through the Fan. And we begin by discussing a retirement in the National Football League. Yes, a running back at 31 years of age hangs it up. His name is Mike Davis. Is there a more generic name in sports than Mike Davis? That is so generic. You beat me by one second. I was about to say that's got to be the most generic name I've ever. I heard. think like maybe Joe Johnson. Yeah, is one of those. There's that, a lot of Johnsons and a lot of Davises. And there's a, like Josh. There's a couple of Josh Smiths in the NBA yeah, as well that I can Smith, think of. Smith, Jones, Johnson, Davis, but Mike Davis, running back, retires. Not after, even Michael Davis. Mike no, Davis. I mean, well, I mean, I imagine it's probably Michael Davis. But I'm saying nobody calls him that. That's right. Maybe his mama. Maybe. Uh, but Mike Davis. Grandma for sure. Absolutely. Michael, put that down. Absolutely. Absolutely. He retires after eight seasons. Played with six teams, most recently the Baltimore Ravens, but Seattle, San Francisco, Carolina, Atlanta, and Chicago. And he he tweeted, uh, he put out on Twitter, as I turn 31 today, I sit back and look on my NFL career and how thankful I am to be a part of the brotherhood. This game has allowed me to make a lot of friends and memories. I'm grateful for every organization in the NFL. With that being said, I'm retiring. His best season came in 2020 in Carolina. He had career highs, 156, or 165 carries, rather, 240, or goodness gracious, 642 rushing yards, six touchdowns, and then a few, some catches as well with two receiving touchdowns. Uh, he was taken in the fourth round of the 2015 draft. So there you go. Uh, a dude who is, it feels like we don't have as many of those guys anymore, of just like solid running backs who exist in the league for a good amount of time. And, you know, how many years? Eight years. How many teams? Six? Six teams. Any rings? Um, I don't believe any rings. There, I don't no. know why he's getting all this attention. This must be a slow news day. It is a slow news day, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not I, talking about you. I'm talking about on the wires. No, absolutely. It is a slow. It's a slow news day. I can yeah. say that to be completely honest. But I think also like the thing that I find interesting is like how many of those guys do we have anymore? Especially when we talk about like the running back position. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone said Coach Mike Smith was a generic name. Yeah, absolutely, it is. absolutely generic name. As we continue around the NFL, uh, all right. Now we're playing a game as. Slow news day or no slow news day as head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Antonio Pierce, said he is motivated to run it back with the Chiefs. And tell me if you believe this. Quote, we've already given the recipe on how to do it. Um, so, yes, he is he is excited to get back to this game. Um, and, yeah, he, he believes that they have a recipe on how you beat them, right? There's but, a diff- he, but did he? I mean, they did beat the Chiefs. Okay. During the season, I'm just twenty to, to fourteen. All the Tolo's memories got a win in which Vegas scored two defensive touchdowns and turned okay. over Mahomes and the Chiefs twice uh, on downs. To be okay, fair. so here's the deal: 
Chiefs are trying to make some history, trying to be the first team in history to win three Super Bowls in a row. They are motivated, but they, they've been a target for a while, but they are really the target now. And even though the salary cap is supposed to go really, really up, they say it's going to be like it's going from 225. They thought originally like 225, 241, 240. It's going to be over 250. Mm-hmm. And so all teams have cap room to do some things. Vegas, Mark Davis, y'all going to do some things to, to supplement that team to help AP's dream come true? Well, I mean, in his defense, right, the Chiefs had played the Raiders early last season. They lost. And then when he was the interim, you know, mm-hmm. and Christmas Day, I believe, 20 to 14 win. Uh, against the Chiefs, so I guess he could talk that talk. Do we actually believe that he has like a recipe, or did they just play a good game no. against the Chiefs, Played especially in a time when they were not playing all that well? But like this, all these Chiefs fans and believers in Patrick Mahomes say, no, Pat had a bad day, or the Chiefs had an off day. They were celebrating Christmas too early. Taylor Swift was there. Whatever, <laughs> they, they'll use excuse. They won't give the Raiders that care. From the 2-4, and four, the recipe to beat the Chiefs is Joe Burrow. You know what? Why are you playing? I have to pause and say, guess what? Joe Burrow can get it done because he's done it in the past and they, they've they done it as a team in the past. Not one time wonder. Joe Bur- if Put it like this. If the Chiefs were not to go back, I would not be surprised if the Bengals were the ones that knock them off. Just like I would not be surprised if it were Baltimore or Buffalo. Those three right there have the greatest chance of slowing down the Chiefs, not the Raiders. Okay. Fair enough. I Look, I also believe – I'm like, look, man, I understand. Now, they were playing inspired defense. Of course. Once Antonio Pierce took that interim mm-hmm. job. I, And I'm, I'm a believer in him, by the way. I am, too. Like, he seems to have, like, the buy-in that's necessary. And I believe that he has, like, the capability of, like, being somebody's boss, as I like to call it, which is a necessary sure. skill for head coaches that I think we don't necessarily continue or, – or what is the right word? Consider enough. But yeah, I feel like it's just a bridge too far. Now you uh, to say talent. that you got the you got to add more talent, absolutely, especially offensively, mm-hmm. particularly. Find me a quarterback offensively. Um, but there you go. Um, now I do want to move on to this mm-hmm. as uh, I think we both have a level of respect for the Atlanta Falcons and like the kind of foundation of an organization that they have. Even though they're the Atlanta Falcons, seem to mess it up. Like mm-hmm. they seem to find a way to mess up whatever it Jenny is. Has gone. Um, <laughs> but that, that that messing it up has ha- has if, lasted if a long on, time. Yeah, it carried on for years. Well, I mean, even before that, you remember, oh, yeah. you remember when they went to the Super Bowl? Dirty Birds. And then there. Oh, the safety, I was at that Super Bowl. Yeah, he got busted, and he was getting the Man of the Year award. That's what made it yes, worse. Yes, Man of the Year, soliciting a prostitute the oh, night before a Super Bowl. Goodness. Like, that's, yeah, Atlanta that Falcons, the that is their history. Like, you've got to be kidding. Well, their general manager, Terry Fontenot, said that a quarterback is, quote, a top priority for them this season. Um, and so he's the quote goes further to say, and it's exciting again, not only that people have been in the building, but people outside of the building from Raheem to Zach Robinson, who's the QB's uh, QB's coach, TJ Yates, so on and so forth. We have a lot of real smart people in the building. We're going to spend a lot of time together, make sure we attack that the right way. We're not going to close any doors, be it trades, free agency, the draft. We will make sure we keep an open mind there and we're going to attack it and make sure we get it right. And I wanted to hinge on that, the idea that make sure we get it right, because again, Atlanta Falcons, they be getting it wrong. One, do you think they're going to get it right? And two, what do you think is the most likely way that they try and address the quarterback position? As they are saying, they're open to all the different ways of addressing the quarterback position. It probably has to be a, a trade. It probably has to be a trade. I don't know if they're going to be in a draft position to get the guy that they really want. And I don't know if it, they could, but I doubt it. I'm thinking it's going to be a trade if, if they are to do something. And there may be some trade – Tradable quarterbacks out there. In other words, I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk Cousins wound up there. 
Yeah, Kirk, but Kirk Cousins, they'd have to go and sign him straight up, which I guess, I mean. Oh, same thing. Yeah, so. Not, not a, uh, Atlanta yeah. has the eighth overall pick as of right now, assuming that they don't make some mm-hmm. level of moves to get themselves in even better position. Um, and supposedly, especially in early talks with uh, our guy Brian Broaddus, apparently the quarterback position is looking like it has a level of depth in this draft. Obviously, a lot of people know and think about Caleb Williams at the top. He's the name that comes up a lot. Drake May, Jaden Daniels are other names. But yeah, Michael Penix is involved. Mm-hmm. Like, There's some guys that maybe they can get a guy at eight and draft a quarterback there. Uh, but yeah, uh, you obviously will still think about the trademark with some of the kind of quarterbacks out there that maybe you can go get like a Justin Fields comes up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Russell Wilson is somebody that they that they would want. But mm-hmm. you know, there, there's some quarterbacks mm-hmm. out there that seemingly Justin can Fields be gotten. Be perfect fit there. Somebody said Will Levis trade. Oh boy, that's I don't know that I necessarily trade for Will Levis. By the way, that safety know. we were talking about for the Falcons. Yes. 770 said, yeah, Eugene Robinson. Yes. I'll never get that because he was a hell of a nice guy. Very good player. And then he could, the night before the game, he could not turn it down. No, that's, that, that is, and look, you know what? He might have just been trying to get himself right. You know, there's, yeah, for, some, for some people, it's just like, hey, man, let's drain the pipes. He's trying to get rid of some of that stress. All right, get, get, you know, let go of some <laughs> of the sewage and be ready to go play right. some football. Exactly. Right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he was trying to find a professional. I can't, I can't. Yeah, really. he was, try, he was not trying to meet what, me hook up with a fan or, you know, somebody, you know, he said, let me keep this a transactional. That's right. That's right. Transactional. He's like, we can, we can keep this. Here's to- your money. She goes, and oh, wait a minute. Here's my credit card. Swipe right next to my handcuffs. That's right. <laughs> That's and wild. these are not the handcuffs you think I'm gonna use on you. We're not tying you up to the bed, taking you down to the to the pokey. Real quick, I oh want to ask God. you this. Yes, sir. Because I mentioned, okay, they could probably trade for Kirk Cousins, and yeah, he would be a free agent because Minnesota would move on from him. I think so. I always wonder how come if a quarterback or a skill position like that is the contracts up in football, nobody gets mad if they walk away. Whereas in another sport like baseball or, or basketball, I can't believe you didn't get nothing for him. Um, Jalen Brunson. Well, I think, well, I imagine that that would still be an issue. I just feel like we don't have very much quarterbacks walking away, mm-hmm. to be fair. But I think I get your point, though. Like mm-hmm. in other positions, I feel like usually if you actually let someone walk away, it's because you didn't you think they're old them. and they're you didn't want them there. Like the NFL right. of, of a lot of sports, yeah. I think maybe only compared and rivaled by baseball, right? By baseball has stricter situations but like controlling the assets yeah. of the players the nfl has that down long right like that's why players hate the franchise oh, tag yeah. if you are a value and we can't come mm-hmm. to a deal you still play for us mm-hmm. for two years you can do two franchise tags in a row right so usually if someone is walking away from your team it actually more means that your team decided to let them walk away more and the than fans are probably glad too whereas basketball what He's not through yet. Wait a minute. How can you just let him go? You get nothing? Yeah. Not even a second round pick? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, wow. We got people calling all social shots that uh, Caleb Williams is a bust from the 945 Geno <laughs> Smith. Geno <laughs> Smith would be interesting. Um, yeah, I and, think he's and a, set, though, up there. Yeah. I think he can absolutely get the job done, but I also uh-huh. think Geno Smith is just like, he, he's good enough, but he's also like just not good enough to the point right. where they could get the Atlanta Falcons on in a real special way. Oh. Like a real special way. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, you know what? Now I sound like I'm hating. So you know what we're going to do? you calling him Lemon Pepper Geno? <laughs> I mean, he... Look, if there's enough, if there's not a player Magic that has City. like the personality Magic to sit City. right into that, right into Slide that, into I feel like ATL. I feel like Gino, veteran, veteran leadership guy, but also just enough Atlanta, dun, dun. just enough, dun, just enough Atlanta. That's dun, right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's the get right right here on 105 <laughs> through the fan. That's how we go around Woo. the NFL. Coming up next. 
Anthony Rendon made a really interesting quote about his priorities as an athlete. Does this mentality bother you? We'll discuss it next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 